routes the tide. Roll tide no more this year, boys. Georgia, 21-point victory. I think the biggest shock for me is Missouri falling all the way to number 13 in the power range. They're a quality football team. Go ahead and give me Texas A&M at the top. They're the best team in the SEC. Coach, you know, I've been thinking you might start to jinx me if you keep calling me uh, that name. (laughs) Nonsense. Now get out there, ACL, and tear it up. Tear it up, coach. Welcome to another episode of Underqualified Analysts. This is Cooper. We have Zach, and we've got Hunter. Say what's up, boys. How's it going? Glad to be back for another episode. Just wish it was under better circumstances. Yeah, you said you couldn't have said it better myself. Lord of mercy, this is we're wow. back. We're back to this shit again. Good <laughs> to have my yes man back. <laughs> yeah, I know. But last last week it was uh, it was it was a nice little break. Uh, having or last time we did this, not last week, um, to have a little bit of break that way Hunter could have his own yes man and he was the one pushing the narrative. But you know, we're, we're back to normal. We got Zach here, he's gonna give all these really great takes. Hunter throws in a you know hot take every now and then, so I, you know, everything's right in rain, uh, especially you know, considering that Kentucky disappointed us again. Uh, that's that's got to be the first thing we talk about. And what I told Zach was, you know, this this was my fault. Just as simple as that. I mean, this this was my fault. Um, you know, it's no coincidence that whenever I moved to St. Petersburg, Florida, that St. Peter's beats the University of Kentucky in the first round. It, there's no coincidence. I mean, this is my fault. And I'd like to apologize to all the Kentucky fans out there. It is my fault. You can put the blame on me. Uh, I'll take that because I'm the bigger man in this scenario. Um, But with that being said, uh, boys, (laughs) how are you doing? Hunter, are you off the cliff yet? Man, I'm still on the cliff from, you know, my boys Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and all them getting robbed in the Super Bowl. Okay, I was still on the cliff from that, so. I never left. I'm still there. Uh, it's been it's been tough being Hunter here in the sporting world. <laughs> Loses the Super Bowl. Cats get knocked out in the worst loss of UK history. I don't care. You and can it, at me or whatever. And, and that's the worst loss we've ever had. Don't don't forget the uh, the MLB getting pushed back too. So, I mean. You know what? What? What fun? What fun is there for Hunter right now in the sporting world? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't know what more the universe can throw at us at this point. We came out of the pandemic. We've we're we're starting to see some normal things, and then bam, UK loses first round. That never happens. Bengals lose the Super Bowl. I could have cared less, but I know Hunter's diehard. And then MLB is locked out and getting pushed back. And everybody knows I'm a baseball guy. Come on, universe, give give us a break. Just one. The good news is COVID's over now. So, you know. Apparently. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, since I moved to Florida, uh, I haven't heard I haven't heard about COVID once. So 
COVID hasn't been a thing for me for a while, so uh, I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're well, down there. That state's a little different. I did hear something today about COVID that New York's going to let Kyrie play starting next week, maybe. That's news. That's news to me. Uh, good for him for prevailing, I guess. I actually read that right before we signed on that they thought maybe by next Thursday the the mandate would roll back and he could play. That's wild because I remember last week the mayor of New York was so adamant about him not being able to play home games. He was just like, you know, it just looked really bad on, on me and on the city if we decided to roll over uh and you know let him do whatever he wants but if there's one thing i've learned in my 30 years on this planet it's if you have enough money rules are kind of (laughs) optional there's one thing that i learned and that is the mayor of new york i mean he's a big baseball guy he realized that the mets and the yankees you know they were going to have the same rules for their players and he's like Oh shit! Open days rolling around. I guess I'll let Kyrie go ahead and step. Doesn't on. look like doesn't look like there's going to be an opening day if they can't yeah. agree. Well, now there is. It's already over now. Yeah. When did they start again? Uh, it got pushed back like two weeks or something, maybe three weeks. I don't know. But it's official now. Okay. Well, glad they figured it out for your sake. Uh, it's just going to be. I guess one sport that I can ignore for a little while, um, but yeah. Let's so back let's, this yeah, I, that, that's what I, that's what I was gonna get back into. So uh, if you didn't, if you didn't know, you were living under a rock. The St. Peter's Peacocks uh, defeated University of Kentucky two seed, eighty five seventy nine. Boys, what 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 happened? We got outplayed. Plain, simple. No, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. St. Peter's outplayed us. We got outcoached. And I let my fandom cloud my judgment because after watching the pitiful showing in the SEC tournament, I knew the Cats were in trouble. I was hoping that the week would turn it around and they could find that rhythm again. But I was proven dead wrong when they came out. And it the only person that got off the plane was Oscar. He's the only person that got off the plane to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Hungry cocks run faster. I mean, that's just how it goes. I think that's not exactly how the saying goes, but I, I do think that it goes some sort of way like that. <laughs> that's how it goes. We got out peacock. Even if that's not the way that saying goes, that's the way I'm going to use it from now on. <laughs> I mean, so thank look. you for that. All right, use that. Use that at your school. Go ahead, do that. I will <laughs> tomorrow. All right, that sounds great, man. I will text you and let you know how that goes. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in 500 yards of school anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just. It was all around disappointing, but, I mean, I know that this can be taken either way, but, I mean, the Peacocks looked pretty good against Murray State, too. They did, so. Yeah, I don't want to hear that crap. Well, here's – They're going to get beat by 50. Hey, you never know. Perdon't. they're notorious for really dropping the ball 
Uh, or they're <laughs> going to pick that ball up and they're going to slammer jammer that thing right down their gullet. Purdue by 50. Well, you know, we've been wrong many a times. This is called underqualified analysts. And if you look at any one of our brackets, they look awful. Does it make it better, though, if they make a deep run? Does it make it sting any less? I, I think so, but I know some people don't. Dude, that or does I it think that us, would be awesome. Or does it make us throw up in our mouths to know that the road was that easy for us to get there? Does that make it easy? I mean, if they get all the way – let's say they get all the way to the finals, right? Is that is that necessarily easy? They'd have to beat Gonzaga no. probably. Or, it you kicks know. me off even worse. Yeah. So, I, to, to me, that I would rather – let's say let's say St. Peter's Peacocks, right? Let's say they win the whole thing. Whole shebang. First off, that would be cool. I, honestly, I would be totally fine with that. You know why? Because that would mean Duke didn't win. That would mean North Carolina didn't win. Both those schools, I just want them to burn. All right? That's it. Simple as that. More more so Duke than I do uh, North Carolina, but that's I will point. I will cheer for anybody in the field except for Duke. I refuse to cheer for Duke. Anybody else that wins it, I'm not going to be upset. If Duke wins it, I may quit watching sports. Well, I think it's it, – it, unfortunately, it really would be the perfect ending to Coach K's career. Um, but I yeah, don't – You know I don't, what else I don't want the perfect that for ending to Coach K's career? A last-second dagger. Well, a first-round exit. Yeah. That'd be – I would like that also. I, I actually think that it would be very nice to see him lose just a gut – a gut-wrenching loss. I mean, like, last second, absolute dagger, like, Villanueva's coach walking straight over to him, handshaking him before the game's even over. Like, I think that yes. would just be awesome if that were to happen. It, um, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I would – yeah. I would uh, – even even though I know that's sarcasm, I would definitely disagree. Uh, I love seeing that guy lose. It, it's just it, – it's absolutely awesome watching his press conferences. And he's just over there like oh, – They just uh, they just uh, played better than us. Um, I don't know which, what, what, what more you want from us. And, like, I, he just – he's just a little sourpuss whenever he loses, and I love that. Oh, he's a sore loser. I thought Michigan State had him the other night. I really did. Good game. Great game. Michigan State should have won. Now. Should have won. Now, now, I think Duke will be exiting soon. I think so, but I tell you what I saw in the Michigan State game. The whistles are definitely not gonna do anybody any favors when they play Duke. And I'll tell you who else I thought got shafted the other night was Memphis. Oh man, you know that. They really play. They were playing good. I mean, I like Gonzaga. I think they're the real deal. I do. Um, you know, I know a lot of Seven people. Seven fouls to zero to start the second half. Yeah. Man, I bet I did a little underdog action with the Peacocks and the Memphis Tigers again. I mean, they were big dogs, to, and I put like I don't know, like twenty five on or like twenty eight. It's gonna. I think it was going to pay like 500 and something. And, you know, the Peacocks did it. 
and, and Gonzaga or, or Memphis was ahead by 10 and a half. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. And I had a cash out option of like, you know, almost 300 bucks. And I was like, nah, I ain't taking that shit. No deal. Yeah, well, didn't work out for me. Yeah, pressure was taking that. Immediately after I saw the six whistles in a row, I would have taken any offer that they had on the table at that point. Well, I saw that big seven foot three tree down there getting seven blocks, thirteen boards, and nineteen points. I mean, he's I mean, he's pretty scary. They're real. They could win it. Going back to the Kentucky game, though, do you guys think it hurts Oscar's chance for National Player of the Year? Oh, I definitely think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, I'm, though, the man had 30 and 16. I don't know what else he could have done personally. I mean, <laughs> he, he personally, yeah, but I, I just think that they really do weigh so much upon team success whenever you look at, you know, the National Player of the Years in years past. So who's still in that can better their stock right now? Uh, personally, I think that Arizona has the easiest route to the final. That's just me or no, actually Kansas, but then I like Arizona to win the whole thing. I've got them one in on two of my four brackets. Um, they, they really look good against TCU. TCU played their absolute heart out. That was an amazing game. I don't know if you guys got to see that one. But that put-back dunk that um, – I don't know what the guy's name was, but the guy on Arizona, I mean, that was an absolute walk-a-flock-a-hard-in-the-paint throw down. Awesome dunk. Great game. Um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, the, the, the Elite Eight, which starts tomorrow, actually. So, we can Sweet actually – Yeah. Yeah, Sweet 16. Getting a little ahead of yourself there, Coop. Hey man, you know, I can't I can't Peacock. read too well. Yeah. Peacocks are automatic elite eights because they beat Kentucky. That's just how it goes. So um would y'all rate this as the worst loss of you know your lifetime and yes. in, in Kentucky history? Yes, one hundred percent. I say no. And in every sport or just basketball? Basketball. I think it's every single sport. I think it's the most embarrassing loss the program has ever had, ever. Robert Morris. Yeah, but thing is, we didn't – that didn't – we were playing in the NIT. We were the one seed of that the doesn't NIT. Matter. I know. Yeah, it's, I know. You can say you can say it doesn't matter. But that – in my opinion, that's more embarrassing than losing to St. Peter's. Now, yeah, definitely up there. But to me, you're in the I NIT think, without your best player at their home court, and it's Robert Morris. <laughs> yeah, you're but in the, also, you're in the NIT. You don't want to be there. You're without your best player, really the only good player that that team had, which is why we ended up in the NIT to begin with. I don't which think is that's already there. So you lose, you lose, and it's just, you know, just adds a little bit of embarrassment. But you're already embarrassed to begin with. You weren't embarrassed being the number two seed and having the easiest bracket that we've had in years, easiest route to the final four in years, and then just coming out and losing to the Cox. 
I I'll be I'll give you an even bigger take here. I don't even think the Robert Morris loss is second place. What do you got a second? I've got the Evansville in Rupp. That was regular season. That doesn't matter. The NIT. Doesn't matter. You cannot. You cannot. Let Post. You cannot say. You cannot come say. Into your house, your home court, and beat you. I agree. I agree. I mean, that's a, that's an embarrassing loss. But postseason and regular season are two complete different things. I understand that NIT the significance is not amazing. I'm just saying the magnitude of the programs versus St. Peter's versus Robert Dagon Morris. What were they in their third year of Division One play? So they weren't even eligible to get into the the regular uh, NCAA tournament. And we lost to them. Now, yeah, we only lost by two, but we were coming off of winning the national championship the year before. Once again, without our best player. And you you said that we were the one seed, Coop. Well, we were the two seed in the NCAA tournament. Would you rather be the one seed in NIT or the two seed in the in the big dance? I see what you're saying. And so I, which I, one's worse? Which one's worse? Definitely the Robert Moore still. <laughs> They've, they've been a program for they've been a division one program for three years i mean it doesn't really matter at this point but they're still all both three of those losses are god awful oh they're miserable and should never happen well they they shouldn't but you know unfortunately they do and they have all three happened under cal Perry's watch which happens sometimes but this shouldn't this one should never happen the, but the, like I said, the NIT, nobody really expected it different. Like, sure, maybe we thought, yeah, we'll win the NIT tournament. But, I mean, would that have been very satisfying? I mean, I guess, but not really. I guess. But we, we were talking about this before the podcast started, me and Zach were. And I went and saw the SEC tournament game against Vandy. And, you know – we, we had been talking about how, like, you know, this team can make a run. This team can make a run. And it just seemed like – I don't know if, like, you know, every one of the players, like, childhood puppies died or what. I don't know. But, like, literally, it just seemed like the life was absolutely sucked out of all the players except Oscar. You know, Oscar's playing, like, you know, every day is his Super Bowl. And then – Everybody else just is kind of like, well, you know, I guess I'll throw up a shot here and there. Except Grady, he just seemed like he refused to play, but whatever. He, he was literally throwing shots up. He wasn't shooting the basketball. He was throwing them at the rim. Yeah. I'm surprised after his performance in the SEC that they didn't have to repaint the rims in Tampa. <laughs> that just no. goes to – that just goes back to the last point, Coop. We had Oscar Sheevway on this team. In the NIT, we had John Hood and Garrett Olson or whoever we had on the team. I don't know. But. Kyle Wilcher. Do, do who? Kyle Wilcher. You don't remember him? No, he plays for Gonzaga. Well, he did. But that was before he transferred. Exactly. I mean, we at least we got one guy still in the tournament. We had one guy this year on the team who played like he thought he was the best player on the floor. 
He played with the confidence. He played with the swagger, and that was Oscar. He brought it every night. Everybody else, I think the lights just got a little too bright. You have Davion Mintz, who was Creighton, transferred to Kentucky. Kellen Grady with Davidson, transferred to Kentucky. Ty-Ty, freshman, never been there. The only one that is inexcusable to me at all is Keon Brooks. Like, you're a junior. You've you've been there. You've, you've been a Kentucky Wildcat before. The moment should never be too big for you. And he played scared to death. And I know a lot of people are giving Severe Wheeler crap about his performance. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. Severe is a point guard that needs people to play well around him. If he has to be the, the guy, he struggles greatly. And he's going to continue to struggle. He's got to have pieces around him to hit shots and create openings. Because if the floor doesn't spread, he can't finish. Did you all see the statistics of Marcus Teague and Severe Wheeler? I did. They're almost identical. Exactly. Severe Wheeler might just be this much, just a tiny bit better, but one of them had Anthony Davis. Yeah. One of them had Oscar Sheboy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but he didn't have they didn't he didn't have anybody else. You know, the difference was Teague had Deron Lamb who could stroke it. And I'll be honest, when Kellen Grady was stroking it and shooting forty seven percent, we looked, looked good. good. Mm-hmm. He stopped shooting good. the ball well. We struggle because you don't have to respect the outside shot with those other guys in there. The paint gets clogged, and Cal's offense doesn't work. I would have loved to have seen him in the second half against St. Peter's go four guards and Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I think I we, we, we've all talked about this, uh, you know, quite a few times. It's no secret. Cal, he's not – in game wise, he is not the greatest coach. I mean, I think I think we can all agree on that. I don't think anyone really disputes that. I think developing players into meshing into something that will translate into a game experience and just letting them run through his offense, he's great. But as far as making adjustments in the game, boy, <laughs> you better just hope that his game plan works because it. Time and time again, even with the Anthony Davis crew, it just seemed like our talent just absolutely was just so much better than everybody else's that we just kind of beat everybody just solely based off that. Because if you had guys that could go make a play. Yeah, which was my point about three episodes ago where we talked about which team was better, but, you know. Who am I to say that I'm right on that one? You know, we just had to show up. Yeah, which we've had. And you we, know, everybody, everybody says you can't just show up and win, but that team was good enough to show up and win. Their talent was that much better than everybody else's. I mean, that's like the John Wall year, but we just ran into. I mean, you can't beat you can't beat teams shooting twenty nine percent from the field. I mean, and we almost no. we still we still almost beat West Virginia that year. <laughs> that is amazing that we shot that poorly and still had a chance to win the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
so uh, looking forward to next year, I wanted to ask this question. Um, does Shaden Sharp leave? Yes, he's gone. Yeah, he's probably gone. I, I don't understand why this happened the way it did, but he's gone probably. Yeah. I'm not sure why Cal agreed to take him mid-year and just not do anything with him. But, Probably because the player's coach. He doesn't care about the Big Blue Nation. I do think he's gone. If nothing else, I think seeing the negative reaction of the fan base will kind of make his decision like, man, I better go because if I come back and have a, have a bad game, they're going to kill me. Well, I think I think for the most part, most fans will genuinely blame Cal. Now, yeah, we'll say like, oh, well, they should have played harder. They should have done this. They should have done that. But nine times out of ten, they're just going to simply say, Jesus, we need to fire Cal. Like <laughs> after well, that's every – the first button that every fan pushes after the game is fire Cal. Not sure that that's the right move. Yeah, my my thing is is like, who would we who would we get that's going to be better? That's that's my whole thing. I don't know. I mean, I know who. If I had to pick a replacement tomorrow, I know who my pick would be. But they don't necessarily have the greatest record in the tournament either. Who? I'd pick Bruce Pearl. I love Bruce Pearl. Yeah, I'd love to see him there. And he's almost in an identical copycat of John Calipari. We talked about this the last time I think we talked his, about it. But Yeah, I think his personality fits the role. I think he could handle it. I think he could take the heat that comes with the job. I think we'd be on probation in six years. <laughs> but Yeah, I, I uh, think so also. What about Rick Tino? No. We, we probably wouldn't even have a program in six years. Under no <laughs> circumstance can you hire the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, he, what about what about Billy Gillespie? Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be a good hire. I think I think we could steal him away. From, I don't know though. He's pretty comfortable at Tarleton State down there. <laughs> they probably actually let him drink at the bars, whereas here, know, I, you know, night. I don't know if we could get him away from that. That high profile got job he's got down there. But in all honesty, I mean, I know we we joke about it, but who would you go get? I mean, what you all said was the most logical answer that pops into my mind. I mean, that's the only guy that, like you said, you like the energy that he brings and you like the program that he runs and the way he has, has always done it. So, I mean, but is he better? There's there's one guy was, that I think that if the rumors are were to be true. Now again, I don't know if these rumors are even true. But I heard that he wants to get back into college basketball once his contract's over and that is Brad Stevens. If that's true, then definitely him. <laughs> like I, I think I think we would just say Cal you know, keep your lifetime contract. We'll keep paying that. Brad Stevens, come on. I don't think that'd be even a question. I mean, I, I think Brad Stevens would do a good job. I think he would – I think he'd do a great job. 
I don't know that I see him leaving the pros, but who knows? I think Cal gets one more of these, and then it's all over for him, personally. I think think we're to the point now where there might be guys out there that we would like to have, but realistically, who would, if you called them tomorrow, say, yeah, I'll take the job? You're not getting Bill Self from Kansas. You wouldn't want him, first off. Let me me just start that. Yeah. You're not taking K. The only other historic coach left is Izzo. You're not stealing him from Michigan State. Jay Wright. Jay Wright. How many many times does Jay Wright have to turn us down before we quit calling him? about I mean and the thing is wow. none of them none of their numbers are any better. I mean Mark, they're really Mark Self would be the only other one. Mark Self but Jay Wright is the first one seed ever to lose to a 16 seed in the tournament. Was it him? I thought it was uh Virginia. What about yeah it was. Oh that's yeah right. yeah. yeah that's Tony Bennett right what about yeah, Mark Bennett. Mark who? Mark Few. I thought you said Mark Cuban. I was like Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark View. I said I said the la- wrong last name. I said Mark Self. <laughs> um, We're gonna yeah. combine Mark View and Bill Self into that, one person. That'd be fine because all we'd have to worry about is the guy not getting a DUI and not hiring strippers for, you know, our big blue madness. Yeah, we. That's all we'd have to worry about. But honestly, anything to ramp up big blue madness, I'm in. You know, throw some strippers out there. I don't care. Lord of mercy. Uh, It's just getting more dead and dead. Matthew Mitchell used to make it cool where he would do like a little dance routine. And, you know, that's cool. But, like, it's just like these – at this point, it's kind of like, well, why even have it? Because you're just – I don't know. That's how it is to me. Because then then you have, like, two or three weeks later, you have the blue-white scrimmage. So, why not just have that, you know? The blue, the uh, big blue madness I, to me hasn't even been that fun in the past, you know, couple of money. years. It's all about money, and it's all about showing recruits a good time at big blue madness. That's it. That's all it's about. Well, I'll tell you this: that's probably why our recruiting rankings are going down because big blue, blue madness sucks, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, it's all it's all about the money now. Ask a few other coaches in the area; they know how to show their players a good time. Especially just, you know, a little bit, you know, northeast. A little bit north of Lakes. Yeah. Northwest. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, what, who do you, who do y'all like in the tournament? Who, what two squads? If I had to pick two today, give me Gonzaga and give me Arizona. <laughs> All right. You go. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to. All right. I don't. All right. For sure, Arizona. Now, I will say that I think, I think Michigan is playing really good, though. I, I, I think they're, they're. I mean, I did not think Tennessee would lose until closer to the. You know, I thought maybe Elite Eight they'd lose, but there's you another coach that just can't get it done in the tournament. Yeah, I know. But uh, I think. Arkansas is too small to beat uh, Gonzaga, but I don't think I don't think Gonzaga gets there. 
I'm going aggressive here. UCLA, Arizona. Ooh. I think that – I don't think that Arizona or Gonzaga – but I I think Arizona has a better chance to come back. But, Coop, I really like that pick. I was thinking about it even way before you said it. I promise you I was. I like UCLA and I like Arkansas. I like both those teams. Well, they're both Ooh. on the same side, so. So, he well, thinks anybody that's going to win it is going to come out of that bracket. Yep, absolutely. Well, he, who do you think is going to come come out of the other side? Arizona. Arizona and then either Arkansas or UCLA? Yes. yes. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that, man. I mean, I think uh, – I just – I don't know. Arkansas, they just uh, – I just think they're – they're just a little spotty to me. I, I don't know. I, it, if they can get past Gonzaga, I think definitely, but Gonzaga's going to be tough. They're the type of team that gives Gonzaga trouble, though. Yeah. They yeah. are that style of basketball team. Fair enough, yeah. Well, um, speaking about giving people trouble, Vito Tisdale gets knocked out of – I think oh, I thought we lost everybody. I was like, Lord of mercy. Uh, Vito Tisdale, uh, torn ACL. He's likely out for the whole 22 season. That is a monstrosity of a loss. We already had a baby cotton secondary and losing Vito Tisdale, which really is like the heart of the secondary. That's just absolutely monstrous. So what do y'all think? about this upcoming football season, secondary-wise. I mean, we don't have to really get into the whole football season, but just how, how, do you think that's a huge impact? What, do you, what are y'all thinking? I think it's a huge hit, and I think that we need to start looking to see if we can't add some guys in the spring before this is all said and done somewhere kind of fill some gaps in the secondary we we've got to sure up our secondary well i don't think they they can't join the team can they technically because uh semesters already started i don't and i don't think they can i think they can in i want to say june or july yeah they can in june i just did i mean they can't they for sure cannot join spring ball though no, no, I'm saying spring ball is when we need to be we need to be looking for these guys. We need to find some guys that fill some gaps for us. You know there's going to be some more names in the transfer portal. Uh, to answer your question, I'm excited for football season. Obviously, I love football season. We all do. Um, but that is a huge loss, and somebody either has to step up or somebody has to come in and fill that gap. But do either of those things happen? I don't know. I don't think so. I think our defense will just be just be bend and not breaks like it has been. God, that's gonna be so frustrating to watch. It very it really is, man. It's very <laughs> frustrating to watch, but I think we're gonna watch it all year. 
I think we may have to watch it for maybe a few more years uh, if we're going to be completely transparent. But linebacker core looks solid. Uh, we're going to have the uh, Eric back. We're going to have the uh, Andre Square back. I mean, our, our linebacker core looks really, really, really good. JJ Weaver, really good. But and obviously our offense. I think it looks good. You know, we got some new coaches that came in. Uh, we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast, so we won't get too far into that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the season. Um, I definitely think Ben not break, and I definitely think that uh, it's good. It, it's going to be a frustrating year. We're going to lose a few games that we definitely shouldn't with how high caliber our offense's potential should be. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to football season. Like, oh God, I love football so much. I'm looking forward to it too. I, I can't wait to watch some of the new faces come out and make a name for themselves. I think you're going to have some freshman contributors. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. I hope we can sure up our defense just a fuzz. I like our linebacker core. Our secondary's got to get better. Yeah, our secondary and our pass rush. I think I think that was the biggest thing last year. Our pass rush just honestly sucked so bad that it just any team that had any sort of you know passing offense, I mean they just destroyed us. I mean, Tennessee they they threw the ball all over us, all over us, which they threw the ball on everybody, just about, other than obviously Georgia. But you know, all these all these good passing teams, they just absolutely destroyed us. Um, yeah, I'm I, I but I'm looking forward to the year and um, yeah, looking forward to it. Let's get it on. Uh, well, what do y'all want to talk about? I want to say this real quick. I was thinking about it whenever we were talking about our NCAA champions. My good statistician, stat man, Jed Roth, he texted me a couple days ago, and he said um, out of the last 30 NCAA tournament champions, no one or all, all of them have ranked 40th in offensive efficiency or better and 20th in defenses, defensive efficiency or better. There's only three teams left in the tournament that fit those, and that is Houston – Arizona, which they got to play tomorrow, I think, and UCLA. Those are the three teams left that fit that. So I think your winner comes from one of those, but not Arizona or UCLA, I think. I like it. Oh. That random obscure knowledge dropping yeah. it on them. Yeah. All right, so I think it's I think, I think it's about story time. Story kind of story time. Well, mine mine's not really a story. Mine's just a news clip that uh that I read. Um, man, it's I guess it's 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 a little bit of a little bit of a hype into something. So it's it's a story, but it's also. My favorite week of the entire year also. So first off, I'd like to say that 
my story is Phil Mickelson is not going to be playing in the Masters. This is going to be the first time that he hasn't competed since 1994. Um, it was apparently due to some sort of controversy like with Saudi Arabia or something like that. I don't really know the entire gist of it. It's like rumors, but it's also I, there's something. So I don't want to fully say exactly what he said about it, but I will say that um, this is going to be the first time that he's not playing. So maybe, just maybe, this is going to be the year that, that Tiger Woods really, really wows us again. Tiger Woods has not declared out for the Masters yet. And, you know, we're coming up on it, man. First first full week of April. I'm looking forward to it. It's my favorite week of all time. Uh, my boy Colton is coming to visit me. It's going to be a great week. I'm super, super, super excited for that week. Um, Zach, I don't know if you – do you watch the Masters? or? I will watch it sporadically. Okay. I won't sit down and watch the whole thing, but I will watch it from time to time. Now – Hunter, I want to hear how excited you are for the Masters. Listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to take this back down to planet Earth a little bit. <laughs> Tiger always waits till the last second to withdraw from any event. That's that's true. But but he has not, you know, withdrawn from this one yet. And he did say, he said, you know, I probably could go out and play the part three contest. So if he can go out and play the car par three contest, surely he can go out and pack it around for two rounds and just, you know, get a missed cut out. Or maybe something more. I have I love the Masters. Coop's getting me worked up. <laughs> I mean, but I'll say this. I am the biggest Roy McElroy fan in the whole world right now because I've got a future bet out there through the Barstool Sportsbook. I bet it was a free $5 bet. I bet $5 on Georgia to win the national championship. It was earlier, early in the college football year. The Rams to win the Super Bowl. Roy McIlroy to win the Masters. And the Dodgers to win the World Series. And I've gotten two out of four. And that $5 turns into like 17000 So, And the Dodgers are looking stacked this year. So if I could just get Roy McIlroy to win the Masters, hey, I'd be, I'd be looking good. That would be the greatest sports betting story I've heard. Betting, <laughs> betting bows would for sure take off after that. <laughs> that would be that would be very impressive. And people, all of our twenty listeners would tell you, "Hey, why was that not on Dog of the Week?" <laughs> we've been yeah. we've been a barking, but ain't nobody hearing the barks. All right. Uh, so, I, I'm real excited, and do you do you want to pick a winner right now, or you want to wait a little bit? Oh, another no. I think I think we need to wait till next week because I don't. I really don't want to get that excited about it right now because it, I mean, in no exaggeration, I I probably watch per month maybe five to ten hours worth of TV which I don't know. Some people may say that's a lot. Some people may say that's not a lot. I consider it not a lot. But when when the Masters comes around, 
I am up at 7 a.m. and I'm on the TV. And guess what I'm doing? As Hunter, my good old buddy, old friend, would say, knifing with a side of knifing, aka nothing. I ain't doing nothing, but I'm watching TV. I got, <laughs> I got, I got my, I got my jammies on all day. And I'm just enjoying watching people actually be good at golf. Maybe, maybe that's your issue, Zach. Maybe you should start watching golfers actually be good at golf and you could get a little better. No, I think, I think all hope is lost for me at this point in my golf career. That way, give up before you even start. That's, That's how we right. like to do it. That's right. Listen, I've got enough. I've I've got too many expensive hobbies already. Yeah. So adding another one is just it's out of the question right now. Oh, I totally get that, man. Well, <laughs> if gas uh, prices keep going up, I'm gonna have I'm gonna sell my boat and my truck. Cause I'm gonna have to buy a hybrid. I'm gonna have to buy a bike. <laughs> Gas prices are killing me right now, dude. They're uh they're four thirty here in in Tampa. Yeah, uh, they're four here. Yeah, four dollars a gallon. It's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. Both of y'all got trucks. My I got a little a little uh ding 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 little Nissan Altima. <laughs> uh, so I get a little bit better gas mileage. It ain't hurt me quite as bad as you all. <laughs> I pull up to the pump and my wallet starts screaming. <laughs> We were just here yesterday. I got robbed at the gas station the other night. The cops came. I was crying in the fetal position on the floor. They said, who did it? Who did it? I said, it was pump number three. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there. Um, It costs about 90 to fill my truck up. If it's, I mean, I got a regular gas, but it costs about 90 to fill her up if she's empty. Oh, don't say it, Zach. Don't say what yours is. What? Oh, no. We're uh, not going there. Yeah, you you probably got a 35-gallon or don't even go there. <laughs> We're not going there. All I know is it took – I think I put 70 in the boat the other day and didn't fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say this. Connor better be getting himself a scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> let's get the the college fund is uh it's going to gas right now so all right uh well hunter you got you got a story for us or no yeah quick story it's just a video you'll just have to go look it up but i'll do my best to explain it there was this good old country boy down in texas driving down the road and the nader came up i don't know if you've seen this video or not nader comes up but he's driving his ford f-150 red just like mine Bader comes up and just sucks his truck up right off the ground. I mean, he's flying magic school bus style. (laughs) It's not a joke, but it is kind of because it spins him around and he's flipping and flopping. And all of a sudden it just sets him down on all fours and he just keeps driving right down the road like nothing ever happened. There's a full video of it. You got to go look it up. This man is 360 and across the asphalt. And then he just lands on all fours and just right down the road. Like nothing ever happened. You gotta go look it up. I'm going to because that is <laughs> awesome. It is the wildest video you'll ever watch. See, it see, literally, it literally it picks him up off the blacktop, spins him around, and then he just gets sat back down on all four wheels and just keeps driving on down the road like nothing happened. Is it? Is it like? Is it like a? 
uh, uh, his buddy is videoing it, or is it like what? Oh, no, it's like somebody just happened to be driving down the road. Oh, that's somebody's awesome. driving this way down the road and they're videoing the tornado that's coming at them and the truck's driving this way. <laughs> they just oh have to the phone out and it just sucks them up. Oh, that is that is wild. You Zach, have to watch it. Yeah, I will. Zach, do you have a story or no? Uh it's not really a story, but uh more of a connection deal. Okay. People in Kentucky know that uh, last week George Rogers Clark ended up sealing the deal and winning the the KHSAA state championship. And I just want everybody to know that that coach Josh Cook started his coaching career coaching me at Knox County Central on the JV team. <clears throat> that is how he got his. Okay, start so basically coaching. it wasn't for you. He coached the best first, and then he obviously downgraded and got the GRC job, and now he's led them to a state title. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Really happy for Josh and his family. He's worked hard at it. It's what he's always wanted to do, and glad he could come away with one when it mattered. Close one, too. Oh, yeah. They tried to give it away. I actually have a real story now for you all. So, my good old buddy, old pal, Jerry Berry, Harry-O, uh, he's been on the podcast a numerous amount of times. You heard us attempt to freestyle, and unfortunately, that actually got aired in lifetime, and that was horrific. But, anyhow, he came and he visited me down here in good old St. Petersburg, and one thing he wanted to do was go fish. So we were like, I was like, all right, cool. And he was like, but I want to go fish in the big blue, the big ocean. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So what we did was drove down, uh, found the closest bait and tackle shop, walked in, started asking the guy questions. Dude talked to us for probably 20, 30 minutes, telling us exactly where to go, how to do it. And he was like, go over here to good old Picnic Island and you'll be blocked from the wind. Everything's going to be fine. Because it was like, a, you know, it was blowing probably like 10 miles an hour at least, maybe even more. And he was like, you know, go to Picnic Island, go, go to this exact point and start wading in the water and walk out to right here and start throwing, um, throwing this this jig right here. And I was like, okay. Or swim bait. Sorry, not jig. So I was like, all right, cool. And we bought two different colors. I got the one that was pure white. Jerry got the one that was a little bit more like chartreuse or something. I don't, maybe it's opposite. I don't know. Anyways. So one thing he was very adamant about was he said, make sure you do the stingray shuffle. Now, I don't know if y'all know what that is, but it is where when you're walking out in the water, you don't stomp like a daggone elephant. You just, you know, scoot your feet upon the water because you'd rather kick a stingray than step right on it. And then it says, just kidding. And then yammos you. And then you turn into Steve Irwin, RIP, by the way. So your boy is 10 out of 10 scared of stingrays. 
So as soon as he said this to me, I was scared for my life. So, you know, we're fishing, we're fishing. I do the stingray shuffle. I mean, it takes us 30 minutes. By the way, this guy absolutely lied. The wind was absolutely howling, maybe even going even faster than 10 miles an hour that it was normally going at. So we're fishing, we're fishing, we're fishing. And we both keep getting this fish following our, our bait in. And we're like, man, what is this fish? So, you know, finally I catch it and it is the exact fish. Get it out of the water. We have no idea what this thing is. Jerry takes his shirt off. He like take, it gets the pliers, takes the hook out. Turns out it was a puffer fish. It did not blow up. Um, and it was a good thing that we, that he did not bare hand, just absolutely touch it because you know, they're poisonous. Uh, I think they're all, they, they may only be poisonous whenever they blow up though. I don't know that for sure, but little side note, puffer fish have huge teeth and I mean, huge teeth. So do not stick your finger in a puffer fish's mouth. And that's my story. Awesome story. That was a good one. Kevin. That was a good one. Thank you. I'm going to do the stingray shuffle next time I go fishing. I don't care if I'm freshwater or on a boat or anything. I'm going to do a stingray shuffle. Well, let me tell this you. This weekend, when I'm on the front deck of my boat, I'm just going to walk around and doing the stingray shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit what he called it. I don't know if that's I – I don't know if he's just, like, trying to make me sound silly or what. But It seems like there should be a song with the stingray shuffle, too, as you're doing it. I'll tell you what, honey. <laughs> you write that yep. – you write that, and we'll let you sing it on the next podcast. Ooh, that could be good. Okay. Yeah, let's do I'll that. Be. Let's start the show off with that. How about that? That can be our new theme song. Hey, Coop. Yeah. It's time. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Hunter Anderson is coming in. He's coming in hot. He's coming in heavy. You know, you already know. This is about to go down. As a Ben knows, dog of the week. <laughs> All right. It is. <laughs> this has been long overdue. We haven't had us a dog of the week in a long time. And if I remember, it's been a long time since I've lost a dog of the week. A long time. So, my pick for the official dog of the week is the Iowa State Cyclones over the Miami Hurricanes. Two Naders, Iowa State's Naders better. Iowa State, money line, they don't need the points. But, but, one pick, is, one pick just isn't good enough since, you know, we've been long overdue. One pick isn't good enough. I'm going to tell all y'all out there to do this, okay? And I wouldn't tell you if I didn't believe in it myself. Go take $25, $25, and bet it on every single underdog the entire weekend for college basketball. Eight games, bet $25 on every single underdog. It's $200 total. You will come out with a profit. And that's all I got. And there you have it. That would be the... Ben Bozong of the week. Oh, 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 oh. All right. 
Well, I think we're good to go ahead and wrap that bad boy up. Um, for all you degenerate gamblers, hopefully you uh, skipped all the way to the end. That way you can get a little bit of cheddar cheddar cheese. But thank you all very much for coming by and thank you for being patient. Uh, I've been apartment hunting. Finally got myself a new one. Uh, that way I can have a place for some people to come down and visit me. Thank you all again. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your night. Until next time.